Welcome to Co-op Mode, a monthly video game podcast where four guys talk about video game of their choice. I'm Mike Espy. I'm Josh Ackerman. Hey, I'm Chris Lowe. It's good internet. I'm Ben T. What up? <laughs> I like Josh's delay because he's so enthralled right now. You, with can, edit, his... you can edit that out. Oh, I'm not going to edit it uh, out. No. He's, just, he's just playing oh, so much of a SNES classic right now. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch off of Mario because I'm just gonna have too many like outbursts. Otherwise, this is not a good idea. <laughs> well, just I'm, I'm just curious, what world are you on? Oh, I'm just on like the first castle on Super Mario World. I haven't really. Is oh. Odyssey out yet? Sorry to ask, dude. Odyssey comes out on Friday. Friday, yeah. And I'm they so always have psyched, the weird, but yeah. also conflicted because uh, Stranger Things season two drops at the same time, and <laughs> I have to watch. Binge yeah. that with my fiance. So, and that's been getting really well, great reviews too. Great thing about mm-hmm. the switch is it's in your lap, and the TV's up there. On the... <laughs> I know. Yeah, may sneak in a little. <sighs> yeah. uh, oh man, that was good. <laughs> another great thing about portable devices. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've never been been much of a portable gamer at all. Maybe the switch will. Dude, I wasn't either. I wasn't either. But I'm telling you, a game changer. You can hang out with your wife sitting on the couch and still be gaming no, <laughs> while you're like together she watching the show mad. you know <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know about that i think well, erica like eye roll really so yeah, yeah really it's fine <laughs> how much time does your wife spend on the phone while you're watching stuff sb oh very little really really oh my god oh wow geez i'm surprised like she won't put the fucking thing down no. <laughs> sometimes I sometimes I eyeball my significant other while we're trying to watch something. And be like, how do you even know what's going on? What are you yeah, doing? Yeah, that's there? what I want to know. And she's yeah. like, I'm looking up trivia and reading about the cast. Oh, so you're having a second oh. screen experience? Look at you, <laughs> modern ass. Oh. <laughs> what were you gonna say? What were you gonna say? What were you gonna say? I said he cut his mic. <laughs> I said <laughs> you did not. Yes, I did. I totally did. Oh, okay. I did cool. say it. I said that. <laughs> oh my god that is seriously the best sketch that is that is what? truth that is truth in in television incarnate uh-huh. it's, a, it's, a, it's a key and feel sketch. sketch just look up I said bitch on YouTube at some point trust me it is it is, it is the most accurate thing I've ever seen <laughs> I'll have to check it out when <laughs> you will understand you are married <laughs> <laughs> okay, All Josh, right. you might as well be married. You'll understand just as much. Yep. Engagered. Speaking of which, is this the first time that we've talked to you since you've gotten engaged? It, I think it is. Oh my gosh! Woo-hoo! Yeah, Holy, true. it's true. It's a goner. Uh, I, you know, put a ring on the finger while I was getting greasy in Greece. You romantic <laughs> ass like, motherfucker. <laughs> I know. I try. Wow. Congratulations. Congrats, dude. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Yep. So, uh, does your lady like Shadow of Mordor? Uh, <laughs> no. I'm going to go with a no on that one. She doesn't really like any video games. But doesn't like any video Okay. Okay, fine. That was a terrible Not segue. Because really. I... I mean, I've gotten her to play. Yeah, it's very few. Guitar Hero, because she can beat me at it. Most of the time, but that's about it. Oh damn! Oh damn! She's got yeah. She's got some mad. She's got some chops. 
I was gonna say, hey, SP? yo, can you hear uh, sound effects from the game I'm playing? <laughs> Not really. How about wait? What are I'm you playing right now? Hang on, listen carefully. Do you hear that? You don't hear that? No. Okay, good. Because I can't, for some reason, I can't completely mute this TV. I'm playing Zelda 2 Link's Awakening. I I hear that. I I hear you. I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to tell you guys right now, you don't want to play this game. (laughs) Yeah, I heard that mentioned on a (laughs) podcast like the other day, and that was the sentiment. Sounded like. Sometimes, sometimes when I'm playing this game, sometimes I hate myself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Because I'm like this. You hate yourself. I gotta you. know. No, the, I gotta know the legacy of Zelda, oh, so I have to play it all. You're forcing you know yourself. What? I would. I would say you don't need to. I'm, 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 say I'm, say, I'm saves. I'm saves coming. And if, if I could you, find some cheat codes, I would use them. If you just look at the Jeez, uh, this the Zelda, uh, this is gonna sound. This is gonna sound really horrible. Um, if you high rule look hysteria? at the I want to say that has jack shit to do with uh, what goes on in the rest of the timeline. Is if there's even a freaking the first game that matters. Yeah, I'm almost (laughs) done with this thing, anyways. Well, I'm. Should I congratulate you or feel sorry for you? I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm happy I played it, but yeah, I mean it's yeah. Stop I'm making excuses. Dang. You you really hate yourself. It's 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 short. It's not like you remember like these earlier Legend of Zelda games are short compared to latter ones. Okay, okay, all right. I, I trust you. Speaking right. uh, speaking of non-short games, though, uh, we have our our pick, uh, Shadow of Mordor, and. Funny thing enough that when we made this list, like Shadow of Mordor was like, like Ben had said, like back in 2014. So this was like two years into the podcast. And yeah, that's mind blowing. Yeah, I can't believe it took us that long to, you know, to get to it. But um, one of the, the things about the allure of Shadow of Mordor is that it, it does adopt uh, the Batman Arkham. Um, core mechanics you know it's very much um makes you makes you feel like a badass especially when it comes to like those those executions like in much like in the essence how batman has those really like close-ups with those knockouts um in the mm-hmm. game as well uh but another thing when i when i heard about this game announced um you know i'm, I'm a big i enjoy the lord of the rings movies uh i think i do as well I enjoy that. So that I'm like, so that was like a, that was like two for two for me. Um, and then it was kind of like its own little storyline, like took place during or before, you know, the events of Lord of the Rings, the movies. I'm like, okay, so we but have like after the Hobbit, I think. Yeah. Something like that. It's like in between that. I don't know. Some, Cause like, the, uh, is the, wait, I don't know. It, it would, it would take place. I wasn't even sure if it was canon. You talking about this yeah. game? Yes. Technically, uh, I think it's supposed to take place. A long everything. time for the Hobbit, because like, I, I mean, really, it would have do, to, right? Don't don't they like forge a goddamn ring? At yeah, the, I mean, at the very the, end. I mean, spoiler alert, but that's the guy. The god, the elf, is one of the forgers of. Yeah, he is. Yes, yeah, that's what's revealed, and, and that and that's the uh, extent okay. I, I remember yeah. about the story yeah. of this game. 
Yeah, the, yes, the whatever. Well, yeah. <laughs> if that really, it's I think pretty we'll weird. All generally, be in agreement that not only did we not pay that much attention to the story, we would yeah. have probably just been better off if this had been a different IP. Yeah, um, I. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Because I gotta be honest with you. Even when I was trying to pay attention to the story, I sat there thinking. What is going on here? Like this makes no fucking yeah, it was, sense. It was nonsense. I guess they go even less canon in the second one that just came out. Like Shieldbub, Shieldbub, Shield, whatever the fucking spider is in oh, the yeah, yeah. third movie. Like they made her into her. like basically like the the antithesis of Galadriel. Like her, you know, like opposite. So it's like a woman. That's shield bub, and then she can just like transform into shit, such as a spider. Wow. Yeah, they they just went off the rails, man. They don't give a shit. You know what though? Which in is kind of cool. Ways, it's like refreshing. I'm kind of okay with in some that. Ways. Yeah, because I, you know, I like kind of all the Tolkien, Tolkien the okay. So Tolkien the books. Let me just talk about Tolkien for a second. Just give give <laughs> the listeners and you guys a little bit of background. Hit him. Hit him, he was born at a, he was in a time during World War II and from those uh, World, War, World War II excuse me he fought in World War One and he came back from that war and he was a super Racist. language well oh, sorry. that's Another. you know what that's probably, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest that's probably true too I'm, I'm just saying you ain't see no brothers it's, running it's, around there's a loose there. argument for it here there's a loose argument oh that the okay. orcs but, are oh. people of color. They're from the south. Yeah, and, loose. Yeah. I mean, you know, and there's like a. I think there was like a just like oppressive kind of slavery type yeah, uh, argument to be made. I, I see it loosely there. I wouldn't say it's super definitive, but there's a good chance that he was. Anyway, but along with that, he was also uh, super into developing his own languages. So he would make every rule that he could for building his own language, and then. Only then, after he had built the language, did he write the trilogy of Lord of the Rings books and surrounding of Middle Earth and all that. So that is pretty wild, isn't that weird? It's really super nerdy that he's able to do that. But that, but that uh, series of books and series of myths that he uh, develops becomes the basis for what high fantasy is today. Like that's where you get your totally. uh, game, Game of Thrones, and probably all that stuff. So. That's just one of the things that, like, he's known for all that. And I'll, and I'll be honest, if you guys have ever tried to read any of the Tolkien books, I mean, I've read them maybe, all. The, maybe the most. Holy balls. Really? Well, the, oh, so okay, that's not. You're talking about the Lord I read of the, Rings, the Hobbit. Like, Lord of the Rings Lord and the Hobbit. Okay. Yeah, all three Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. But, he, but I mean, uh, the Hobbit's probably the most approachable one. It is. Yeah. It's basically uh, a children's book, right? Yeah. But, like, Lord of the Rings, like, there's so much yeah. in in that book that he tries to fill in and sometimes it, it gets, it's not written in like a modern tongue of like, mm. uh, like the way that, that Peter Jackson shows them in the films is like kind of the, the quicker, more actiony version of, of what's happening in the story in the, in the storybook when, or in the, in the, in the trilogy of novels, when I tried to read the first one, um, it's like Frodo's running from, the black riders and they're coming after him. And as he's running, he's like, I must make haste to the inn. Oh, but this reminds me of old Bombadil and his pipe weed he used to smoke. <laughs> and what was that song he used to sing? 
over the mountain halls <laughs> of love. And then it's like, dude, fucking run to the fucking <laughs> right because you're going to get killed. And like he spends so much time per page to talk about every little thing in history and, you know, building that world that it gets to be a bit much. Holy uh, crap. I've never read one of these. I don't they're, remember they're, that. They're but... filled. What you just described reminds me of. Have you ever read a Tom Clancy novel? This is a completely aside. Uh, I read I've tried, books. and that is a slog. It's the same thing. You. Like Holy somebody, they'll be, they will. Every single character, you will find out everybody's entire background, where they went to school, like how they got into the CIA or whatever. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah I think Clancy's it, worse. It's bad, everything. dude. Anyways. I'll tell you what, though, like, yeah, I, I'll tell you what, it is one of those things that I do feel like we are a video game podcast, so we must sound like idiots because we're, cause we're uh, <laughs> talking about literature. Yeah, we're like, we hate books. Like, no, we don't. I'm just saying. But, but yeah. I, I mean, have like, to read the pictures? Uh, yeah, we just sound terrible. <laughs> but it is one of those things where I feel like, you know, like, I do like books. It's just, it's not, I, I feel like that type of stuff in particular give me the boobies not, and guns <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I would i would probably read that more um but i i do I, I think i should say that what this game is doing let, let's bring it back to the game sorry yeah uh, is that it's kind of it's it's maybe uh doing what you just said boobies and guns bringing it bringing the sexy to it you know somehow uh making it relevant to um Modern gamers. Making it, well, making it relevant to the Tolkien universe, and also at the same mm. time making it relevant to what we know because we've seen all the movies for years and years. So, like, I think it just makes sense uh, yeah. that mono, Monolith. It's Monolith that made this game, I believe. Yes, it's it is. Uh, Warner Brothers that published it. So, yeah, yeah. I love that studio. That I mean, can we can we just agree that like the protagonist in this game is like a poor man's Aragorn. Like he's just like so (laughs) fucking generic, like trying to be Aragorn guy. Yeah. (laughs) I, he's, he's just a torn up Aragorn. He it's, really is. It's a waste of Busted. it's a waste of Troy Baker's time. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's a shame, but, and Nolan North was the black hand, and that's a waste oh, of wow. that's a waste of his time too. Like, there's, I mean, yeah, yeah. I I, I say well, it's a, I say it's a waste of their time because <laughs> I've heard I've heard their work. We've we played their games, and I was going to say they might not have thought of it as a waste of time. They got Warner Brothers money. They, well, I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah, they got money. They got money, but I'm just saying, like, from a consumer perspective. And you know, following them like on social media and seeing what kind of work that they take and what they bring to each project, I listen to this and I just go, like, man, that money must be that money must have been singing some sweet fine tunes because <laughs> man, you sweet songs of money, you really didn't have to do anything at all. It's just I'm gonna sound brooding Which... and pissed and. <sighs> Yeah, I, I, that's there's some gripes I have. Like, it, there's part of me, um, I really want to talk about in, remembering my older self when I had started the podcast about how story, like games with story, like they 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 have like they mean a lot to me. And you know, if you remember old Mike about how 
his views on stories and games. Um, I was very militant about it. Uh, and so what I found distracting about this game was, was the story. And there's various things that in this game that didn't click for me. And the story was one of them because I just found them too. Um, it was just, it was so distractingly bad that it was like, this really makes no sense. It wasn't like one of those stories where, oh, this is just a backdrop. But no, they really took it really super serious. And it was like, okay, like, come on. Like, you're in the fucking Lord of the Rings, man. Like, this, none of this is going to really impact, you know, the movies ahead. So just kind of have fun with it. And that was my vibes. Like they, they really took themselves serious with Talion and you know how he's a just brooding wannabe Aragorn. And I was like, no, I'm sorry. No, I just could not get did into you, it. Uh, did you get to the latter part of the game? I beat the game. Uh, oh, you beat the game. Okay. Oh my God. So, I didn't even beat the game. I didn't yeah, either. I, I beat the game too. I, I, all I did towards the end there, it, it started getting way more interesting towards the end. But there were some parts uh, towards the about two thirds of the way through the game where you go to a second, uh, more colorful part of Mordor. Yeah, it's greener. And I believe. Uh, what, what is it called? It's just much more greener. Yeah, I uh, it's just greener and and sunnier and stuff. But um, there Barely. was a. And you get the more <laughs> yeah, powerful no abilities. Yeah, it's just a it's just a lighter well, part of New we'll Zealand. We'll talk about that when we get to the game <sighs> part. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but well, there's a there's a moment where you play with a uh, where you play you go hunting with a dwarf. Yeah, and um, that that part started to open up a little bit more for me in terms of the humor. And you were talking about how serious that, uh, that was... Talon was being taken, and the and the idea of like his parent or his parents, his family gets killed, and yeah. he's seeking vengeance, and he's got to stop the Saruman, uh, Sauron yeah. from, uh, you know, whatever Dude. he's working on, you know, and so. There's a little bit of that. Yeah, he's working on. Well, he's working on some project. He's always trying to do something sinister. <laughs> Saruman's restoring his '67 Mustang, and I won't have it. <laughs> I gotta foil his project. Just a garage oh, project. I don't know what he's doing, but we gotta stop it. Your weekend time. You really don't know what I don't. I don't remember if you know what he's doing actually. I, I think don't... he's just trying to get the ring back or something. Is he? Isn't he? Is he? Yeah. Right. Oh, that's right. Because oh. yeah, this is, is between the time that like. Like even Gollum is looking for, uh, looking for the ring because he's like, I saw it and I saw it. And, you know, don't get me started. Isn't, on that. I mean, isn't everybody? Isn't somebody always trying to get a ring? At Someone's all always trying to get the yeah. ring. Yeah, no. Sure. He took the yeah. ring to get polished because it's been a little bit tarnished over the years. They didn't give it back. <laughs> that, 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 no, that's probably not what it was. I really don't remember what it was because it didn't make any fucking sense. That's why. So no, I really one, one more piece about the story. And we could probably move on. I will yeah, say, I so. like, I ultimately didn't care that much about the story. Like, in so far as like, I don't, I don't really care. I didn't care whether it was good or bad because I was into the gameplay. Yeah. But a yeah, disappointing no. aspect of it for me is that you were talking about SB. You brought up a good point about the talent in terms of the voice acting. You know that they can turn out good work. Well, this studio turns out good stories and games. They did the No One Lives Forever games. And those games had really good stories yes. and really good characters and really well voice acted and everything. So it, it's it, it was I, crazy. I, yeah. Okay. I, so I, it's, it's it's it makes me wonder, you know, since this is from Warner Brothers Studios, if it was just like, well, you know, 
we got this idea for a game, but like, and then Warner Brothers is like, well, we like the idea too, but we can't spend this kind of money on something that's not, you know, an IP, you know, an existing IP. So can you make it Lord of the Rings? And they're like, sure. <laughs> Chris, I, I would be very happy if that was sure. how, how that went down. That's what it feels like. Yeah, I know. I, I get that vibe too because uh Ben, you had talked about the you had talked about the dwarf bit and that was actually kind of a, a breath of fresh air, even though it was just strictly gamey stuff and evident you know, it it did help you out in the long run, especially because the fact that I uh I wrote a lot of caragors and you know, I would, you know, shadow strike uh, was it Shadow Strike or is it Shadow Le- Shadow Leap? Yeah, onto them. So yeah, I don't Shadow Strike, Shadow Mount, Shadow Mount. Yeah, onto them, which which basically meant that um I could automatically take control of them from a distance, which was which was really cool because I didn't have to go up there. I didn't try to sneak up on them or I have to jump on them. I just did it and boom, done. And I thought That's that rad. that that was that aspect was really cool. Um, but the one other one was the Grog, and I go. How often am I gonna fucking use this thing? And the thing is, every poison t- grog. Yeah, like the what does the, that one do? The grog with the could... basically the thing that looks, looks like a raincore, like that 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 thing. Oh, oh. I thought you were, oh, talking, thought you were about talking about the the, the drink, the beverage. Yeah, yeah. They, they they have like a beer or something like that called grog. I thought that, was, like, I thought that was grog. I don't know. Yeah. You're talking about think... Kilgore or. Uh... Uh, something the character the, the character Carag- 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 is Caragors. Oh, you talking about the bigger thing? Yeah, yeah, the big, the big ogre thing. Oh, uh, the ogre. Ogre. <laughs> Will you ride its back and stuff? Yeah. See, that's the thing that that was the one thing where I I didn't come across them or didn't have like the need to go seek one out to be part yeah. of a mission because anytime when you start a mission. I lost like the Caragor was never there or anything that I wrote, like that I wrote on was never there at the beginning of a mission. Like it's kind of like reset itself. Um, the way the mission was set up, which was, I thought was really weird that it did that. Um, cause I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna ride through here and I'm gonna use this Caragor to, you know, to be a distraction and they'll start eating people, eat all these orcs. And it was never there. And I go, huh, that's, I mean, and I'm thinking the game, like this whole this whole damn place is the fucking game. Like this, why am I limited to what this? I don't know. It just just drove me nuts that I was trying to plan ahead of doing something, and it's like, no, you're not allowed to do that. I'm like, come the yeah, fuck, come the fuck on. Like this is the I game. Would, I wouldn't dare say that like you were playing the game wrong, but I I guess maybe the three of the rest of us kind of came in with like maybe different expectations. Yeah. Um, because I, at, at a certain point, very early on in the game, I may have had the same expectations that you did SB. And I was just like, yeah, I, I really am trying to take this seriously. I really am. I really think this or that about it. And then I just learned just outright. I'm just like, they're, they're not taking this very seriously. They're not good. They're not treating this as like, like, you know, the way I expected it to be. Like, I thought it was going to be more of a bat- Batman type of game, but it's Batman in its combat, but it's more mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed in its in its design, and it's, like, build or open up towers, go to different marks to, to get uh, uh, 
you know, stuff done, you know, you know, different objectives done. But for the most part, like it, it really is just kind of like a just kill shit, whatever. Like just go around and. and but what I'm saying, yeah. and, but what I'm saying is the whole oh, thing sorry, is a pl- the, what I'm saying is the whole thing is a playground. So it shouldn't matter what I what I bring to the beginning of the mission because you can play it. You know, you can play a GTA game, and whatever car you have at the beginning of that mission, you still have that. That car never goes away. It doesn't reset. The game never did that to you because they knew right at, right away. What are you saying? You remember? If you, I know what he's saying. I know what he's saying. Okay. Are you, I was gonna like, say, like, but even, saying but even with are you the saying GTA you would lose game, your. I would lose my. I would lose the Kilgore. Lose your Kilgore. I would. Okay. I would lose it because I would right over there at the beginning. You know, to start the mission. And then when I you know hit R one to start the mission, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna start this mission. The Caragor was gone, and I'm thinking, why is it gone? Oh, wow. See, that's interesting because think... that 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 kind of goes to like how you engage with the game in terms of like what you're doing outside of or in the missions. So like most of what I did was outside the missions, and the missions mission structure isn't very interesting. No. So, like, I think I forgave things. I probably had things like that happen, but I probably forgave it because the missions were so short and uninteresting. Most of how I engaged with the game was through the Nemesis system and just taking down my captains or – and then eventually once you could uh, um, in, uh, fucking uh, mind meld – or not mind meld, but brainwash the orcs. Like, yeah. once I – I, you know, I would focus on you know, kind of building my little mm-hmm. my little squad, you know, and shit. That's how I engaged with the game mostly, and probably part of why I didn't get the story is because I didn't even engage with the missions that much. I would spend so much time doing side stuff. I'd be like, "What the fuck is even going on? I don't remember what <laughs> this mission is supposed to. I don't remember what's going on." And then you know, there'll be a cutscene in the mission. I'd be like, "I don't even remember what was going on because it's like it's been a week since I played this, and then all I did yeah. was a bunch of side stuff." Like what is even going on? Yeah, it's, like... it's it, it actually happens with a lot of open world games where the story is clearly taking place over the course of maybe a couple hours, but you're but what you're doing in terms of uh, gameplay, you know, adds up to a lot more. Like, well, but so that's, it doesn't fit. Just the thing is that like you look at like GTA, Batman in this game, like they're they're a big fucking playground and that's what i wanted it to be it was a playground allow me to play the game how i want it to play and but once again we're talking about expectations like we i i'm with you where i came into this game expecting it to be a different thing and once i realized what the game was kind of expecting i go ah okay so it's not this it's actually this. then that presentation's misleading then because but i see i see sp's point though no i do too why would like you could Throughout the Nemesis system, though, like you can engage with it the way SB's talking about. Like, if you have a Kilgore here, just because you encountered a captain, and then in the middle of fighting another captain, encountered another captain, and then fucking another one that you killed earlier, you thought was dead, it was up. Just because all those things happen doesn't mean all of a sudden, like you're in a scripted sequence when now you're losing things that you just had. But the missions do that, so it's like all this cool stuff they introduce in the outside side gameplay. Is kind of mostly gone in the in the missions, and that's where I, that's where I say yeah. Like, I usually want missions in an open world game to be like my cherry on top, like what I've been building up to doing something really cool, like a heist mission in GTA Five or something like that. 
Right. Okay. Where that never happens in this game with the story missions. No, they really don't. And and honestly, that what's kind of interesting is the you're absolutely right about about the uh, the expectation of 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 getting uh, like it, ne- it never really mounting to a big front, you know, except for maybe the ending. But even that's more game ending type of talk you know in general like it's not it doesn't really it's nothing like the heist thing in gta but there definitely is some like your own in your own world uh type of interesting stuff emergent gameplay yeah emergent gameplay is the word i'm looking for yeah yeah like 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 i said i mean different like obviously it's different strokes here but like that i just felt like it was just misleading to me because it's like i'm doing all this stuff on the side which allows me to have free reign but then it's like well these story missions we want you to do them a certain way when everything else i've been doing my own way and it's like that's kind of i don't know how like that doesn't i didn't really like that at all it's like it just stripped stripped this away from me because you know all this work i've been doing it's like oh nope gone and it's like okay well fine i i guess i'll just do this mission the way you want me to do this mission so cool beans that's a problem that's a problem with a few open world games like as much as i love far cry 3 and far cry 4 the missions were like one of the weakest parts of the game because that's usually when the game became the most linear and when you take a world when you have something like this where you have all these tools you can mess around with like you just said it's a playground and then you throw the mission structure where all of a sudden now you're in these structured things and it's clear that the gameplay wasn't built around like we're gonna yeah. design we're gonna design this experience for you. No, it's not about this game is not about the gameplay. It doesn't feel like it's about this designed experience. It's more like here are all these tools. Go yeah. get go get them. Like yeah, and I'm with you, man. Like other open world games have the same problem, and this one has that. I have that same frustration too, and I and I I, get can, I can see it. I just didn't have it with this one, and and I'm, I'm SBI. I'm not saying you're wrong. Oh no I'm no no! I hear you. You definitely had your your experience with that, and and by all means, I it, we've all I think we've all had that in, it's to some capacity. No, like it's like yep. like because like for me, like I'm just gonna reveal my hand. Like to me, this is like one like the most disappointing games that I've, I've played. And it surprised the hell out of me when I say that, because I was, I was like, it was like I had mentioned earlier. It's like Lord of the Rings. It's got this Batman combat and, you know, killing orcs sounds really cool. And then I start playing this game and I'm thinking like, it's like gradually, like my enthusiasm was just like gradually diminishing, like throughout, throughout. I had that. I had that by the time we were done with like maybe the first fourth of the game. I was I was like, nah, I'm not feeling this. This is boring. This is the the world is drab. Uh, I just don't like it. And then I just kept going with it. And I just by the end of the game, just really love just kicking so much ass and really, really starting to understand the tools and what they want me to do. Um, but yeah, I think you guys make up a really good point is that nothing it doesn't really amount to much. In terms of of what you're doing, I just yeah. I just like the emergent gameplay. That's, that's and you and you have to like that. that part, yeah, for it, to, for it to hold on to you. And I I will admit though, like this is kind of like, this is back and forth. Like, see, once you get really going with your kill streak, you you really feel like this sense of like um 
you, you feel that adrenaline kicking in because you're you're your hits your kill streaks really high and then you're able to do these really cool executions and i'll admit the executions never get old they're always fucking fantastic um i think the combat in general yeah is like that it's yeah all really cool it's really it's extremely fluid like, and you feel like a badass at most times and when i started doing them like there were moments in this game where i was on such a high i'm like man this feels really great and there were times where I feel like this is really boring. And the reason why that is, um, it comes down to uh, the Nemesis system. Uh, another thing that this game introduces, which I think in theory, in concept, is really cool. and But I don't think it reached its full potential in this game. But I heard in Shadow of War, it's a lot better. Um and the reason why that is, and this affects the gameplay as well, and there's another thing about the gameplay I'll have to mention too, which involves the environment, or lack thereof. Um, <clears throat> the the Nemesis system provides like a strength and weaknesses of each orc, like the orc captains, excuse me, not all the orcs. But the thing is, when they show me the information, it tells me something. It tells me that I can strategize against this captain. And I think Josh and I, Josh and I had talked about it in our group chat. Anytime you try to strategize in this game, it probably goes along. It probably goes well for like ten seconds, and then you're just doing brute force. And yeah, that kind, I, I did feel like that. Uh, there were some times where it did work, but I feel like the the, the intel that you get on each uh, guy that you have to fight, um, a lot of the times it's like required to know. Like you, I mean. There is literally no other way to kill this particular really? chief. Yeah, I feel like it's at certain points, like mm. I if I got far enough with one of the war chiefs, I definitely couldn't like try to do any tactic other than just straight up, you know, uh, uh, like brute force. Because there were so many times where I tried to to kill uh, very sneakily and was never able to. And, and it's because they're, but it they're invulnerable you. Like to you always, you can You can figure that out by trying it rather than like going and trying to find the intel, right? Like that's how or, I found Yeah, out. or questioning the orcs or whatever. Because yeah, by the time I was how able, you approach, yeah. yeah. I was I was taking every orc I could as part of my army. I was literally just like, well, I'm just going to oh, make yeah. the biggest, biggest fucking army there ever is. And then the <laughs> moment that I, that I have the ability to spring them on people – that was a really good time to do that is going up against some of those warlords. So it actually yeah. kind of paid for me to sneak, capture them for my army. And, and then just as soon as I found one of the warlords or whatever, just set them all off on him and just be like, that's bye, and that aspect of the game um, works pretty well because I was able to, do that with captains that were affiliated with that war chief and you would see them roaming around on the map. And I started developing that strategy too. But what I'm also talking about is the, I'm not talking about just doing that one thing because half the time when you even try to like, Oh, this one's really vulnerable to stealth kills. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm doing this match against the captain. Well, guess where I'm at? this mission's out in a big open field and how am I going to do perform a stealth kill on this guy? And it's like, good luck. Yeah. I mean, anytime I probably, I, I can usually think of times when you'd be in those little towns where I'm like, 
I'm going to poison these grog barrels. I'm going to do this and that. Yeah, I agree. Like anytime I thought I'm going to plan ahead and like, I'm going to plan my, like my Far Cry three type raid where like, I'm going to set my, you know, I'm going to set my explosives or in this case, I'm going to wait for people to bunch up around the grog and I'm going to start lighting shit on fire. That usually always fell apart for me. And that's, and, and it was and always, that, yeah. now I'm just, now I'm just improvising. Now I'm just improvising. Right. And, but I enjoyed that. I mean, and that's the one thing it's like where it comes back to being a playground. I go, this game is, is providing me mixed signals here. It really is, and it's driving me crazy that it's saying, you can totally do this stuff, Mike. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it, and, and, and it doesn't fucking work. I'm like, oh, that's just peachy. It's just great. But at the same time, I go, that's it's one of the most infuriating fucking things about this game. It tells me it's giving me this information. I'm using that information, and when I try to use that information, it doesn't work. It's... Oh, like it's. I had to put the controller down for a moment and you know, like kind of like walk away and take a deep breath because I was getting so mad at this game because it was lying to me. That's how I felt. I felt like I was being lied to when I was playing this game because any time. That's <laughs> too bad. And and the thing yeah. is, and and we talk. Do you think? Do you think you play a lot of systems-driven games? It's and when I if you don't know what I mean when I say a systems driven game, give me some examples. I mean, oh, a systems driven game would be like um, Far Cry Three, Far Cry Four. Those are systems driven games where, uh, shit. <laughs> it, okay, it will. The games will. These games will typically feel very video gamey. Okay, like everything about it will be like this is this has nothing to do with immersion or story. Everything about it is like this is. This it's all gamey. It's everything is gamified. Every you know the stealth system. Any game that has a good stealth system is system driven. It's not based on like it, you're never stealthy because you think you should be stealthy. You're stealthy because the game system is built for you to be less visible because you're above somebody or you're standing in the shadow or yeah. because plays, the light um... or the or the light bar on the screen tells you that you're in darkness even if you don't think you're in darkness like in splinter cell yeah i was gonna say deus ex for him he, he's played deus ex deus ex is a system driven game yep yeah and the batman the, games as well too batman I mean, yep batman's a good one and then and that's or, why and that's why i bring up batman so much in this because not simply because it borrows from the um the core gameplay but also the stealth aspects. And one of the things about the reason why Batman works the way he works so well, the way he does is that if you, if you recall, look at the environment that you are placed in for each, like for each portion of the game. Oh boy. What the what fuck, fuck is, is this? <laughs> uh, we're getting ready for a Halloween party on Saturday. And, it's uh, a ghost. Okay. You know, yeah. Ashley's got a lot of, Never mind. Go ahead. Okay. Ectoplasm everywhere is what I'm imagining. That's that's what I'm. That's what oh, I'm. Yeah. Imagining. Oh, oh boy. And Ecto-plasm. so 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 what, so what I'm getting. Don't tease me. Okay. Oh <laughs> so so what so what I'm getting at is that um, the environment does not lend itself in this game at all. Like you, if you play a Batman game, you can creep in the vents. You can go. You can you know swing across from gargoyle to gargoyle, and then. <laughs> Hang on. I'm gonna pause this. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 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 Sorry. 
Uh, she doesn't give a fuck. Oh my god. <laughs> we we could probably we should probably move on to the next thing anyways. But yeah, yeah what I'm just no, saying. Finish your, finish your point. I wanted to hear. What, what no, you like say. because one of the things is that because the stealth mechanic is involved in this game, and you can also dive um, from you know from certain heights to knock down and do stealth kills. I had found that there were very little times like the environment was so drab and so barren at times that you couldn't really do that. And all you had to do was excess force, like brute force again. Although I will admit that, um, the strongholds where, you know, war chiefs were, you know, in, or, or when you fought a captain, sometimes that you had a lot more environment to work with. Like you could use a bow and arrow to shoot down a slab of meat. So the caragors could come in to invade the camp and start terrorizing the orcs, or you can unlock, um, or you use your bow and arrow to release a caragor to, you know, to do, to, you know, start eating more people, or you could shoot down what was like a wasp nest or something to, for these, uh, for these, uh, orcs to scatter or, shoot your bow and arrow into a fire pit and have it, ex- it explode. Fuck yeah. And that's where the game... Uh, Everything and, you described is awesome. Yes. Yeah. And, and, that's what I'm ta- <laughs> and that's what I'm yeah. talking about, that it happened very few times. And that's my thing. There was very little environment interaction in this game. I was always either just running, hopping on cliffs... Or man. running around. My game. I, I think we were playing the game differently, man. I felt yeah. like I was doing that shit yeah. all the time, man. You said like, like they said I, the game. I felt like all over. It, it, to me, I don't know, man. Like maybe like enemies were populating in the game differently for you, but I feel like the game would just spawn people next to fucking uh, 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 fires for me. And did you unlock the ability where that where you could make a bigger explosion? Yeah, yeah. Like you... that part was fine, but I'm talking about. Yeah. Those, oh, that's awesome. Those moments where you do sneak attacks or attack from uh, uh, from tacking up high, like there's very few environments to do that. The fire pit stuff was always. Did you unlock the the super stealth thing where you were basically invisible and you could just stealth dudes? Mm, oh I wow! I don't know. No, no. You guys know? You realize there was like a super so... move that you could unlock? I think you had to like press in both sticks or something like that for. For the sword, for the bow, and for the the broken sword or dagger or whatever. The it was, dagger. Which is I, so they I, give you that that I got I got to just ch- jump in real quick and just say mm-hmm. they actually give you that uh, ability to just be invisible and crazy like a crazy awesome warrior dude that's invisible and just can just automatically just you know beat the shit out of everyone. Um, when in the DLC uh, where you play as. Um, Kara Brimbor or whatever yeah, his name is, the, the, the ghost guy in this one, but yeah. back when he was alive, uh, they just give you the one ring, and you just you just go to oh. town on, on like all these orcs with the one ring, and it's awesome. Yeah, no, so, I, I, cool. I I had saved up for the like twenty second unlimited execution to that point because I got tired of looking unlimited for... execution. Yeah, yeah, that's the sweet. one I saved up. It was like twenty five hundred. <laughs> that's or... awesome. 25 but that's what i used in those situations where i wanted to be stealthy and, it was, and a bunch of dudes were like in a field and a captain or, or a war chief was there that's what i would usually do especially if they were susceptible to a stealth kill yeah and, and that's the thing because how because because brute force was 
like the best option that I have found because strategizing this game was completely pointless. Even though it told me I can do that, I just said fuck it and I saved up finding the Meridian points and then and just bought that thing because there were times where I just had an onslaught of fighting orcs that I was like, you know what? This is where my gratification comes from is when I can just do all these unlimited executions for X amount of time. And, and that's what I did. And that's where I got a decent amount of my pleasure from, but it took me a fucking while to find meridians or gain meridian points and that's another thing in this fucking game. There's three forms of uh, there's a three progression systems in this fucking game, and it's annoying as shit. Three, three fucking progression systems, and that's <laughs> blows my fucking mind. I'm sorry. And they ruined my birthday. <laughs> See, a lot of like, I was thinking about other RPG games or games that inquire like that required a lot of you know um, time, um, you know, developing your character like Diablo. Or even like Chrono uh, Chrono Trigger, and the thing is, when I look at these games, they have one experience bar, but they affect multiple outlets. This game has three progression systems. One is here you gain ability points. Two, here's a power level. Three, collect Meridian points. It's like, why can't one just affect all everything? Wasn't Meridian just currency? No, that was how you um, that was how you leveled up your health, your focus energy. Adding runes to your sword, bow and arrow, and dagger. Oh, right. And that your ability points did not affect any of that. It didn't matter how many orcs you fucking killed. It was that you had to find these things or complete like main missions or get yeah. bonus objectives. And I found that incredibly fucking annoying because there's one point in the game I had killed so many fucking orcs. I had five ability points, but it's like, you know what? You didn't kill enough captains yet. I'm like, oh, how many captains do I need to kill? I'm like, you probably need to kill like 200 points worth of captains. I'm like, all these captains are like, like, are like sevens and eights. Like, holy fucking shit. How many goddamn orcs do I have to fucking kill? All and, the orcs. All of the orcs. And, I don't know. And, and, I guess I was. I guess I was already doing enough of that stuff that I didn't have problems. But the thing with is, it. It, it barely differentiated yeah. for me, and that was the problem. It was barely little differentiation with you know killing these, killing the fucking orcs, and it was like, this has become really fucking boring. This is. I also usually do so much side stuff in games that I usually always hit the ability cap where you either have to progress in the story like or do something before you can unlock new abilities i usually that usually always happens to me in every game i every systems given driven or open world game i just think it artificially lengthened the game because i saw no value in you have to level up ability points like oh your power your power level i'm like okay well that that's cool but what else does this do? Oh, it's just your power level. I'm like, okay. So it prevents me from using my ability points, which, you know, but how do I, you know, how do I get this? Or you just kill orcs, but I just kill orcs with, you know, getting ability points too. You just kill orcs. Like there's no thought behind it. There's like, nothing, well, there's and no, well, you didn't really even enjoy the nemesis system that much. It's okay. But, it's okay. So, it has potential. Well, what I'm saying is like, it's extra frustrating for you because like, what you need to do to unlock abilities in the game, you don't even like engaging in that part of the game. So you feel like a part of the game is locked off to you 
where you have to play, you have to engage with a part of the game that you don't like just to see the content. Yeah, and it just and that's one of the most frustrating things in any game. Yeah, it felt like it artificially lengthened the game for me because I'm like, I'm doing the same thing. It's not telling me I have to do anything different. And every and any time I approached a captain, it felt like I was doing the same thing again because I really strategizing just seemed pointless in this game. Even though, again, like I said, it felt like I could strategize because the Nemesis system provided a weakness and strength. So when you provide that information, you could you can say, oh, I didn't care about that. That's fine. But I'm telling you, the game is providing the information saying you can do that. And when you can't do that, that's a problem. The only time this that one time it actually worked was in the second half of the game because it was scripted. And that was because you can... Wait, when, when what worked? What are you talking about? The brainwashing. The brainwashing worked really well in one mission, one mission only that I encountered where I had, like, it was literally like the whole group of them just surrounded him and that was because it was part of the mission it was scripted for- are you talking about the part of the game where you're able to like brainwash orcs and have them in your and add them to your squad yeah there was a one mission it was like the 11th mission and that's like the first time we were in the green area like the second like the greeny area of mordor so are you saying you didn't spend most of the last third of the game just like just walking around Mordor with just a ton of orcs around you. They never followed me. If that's what you're saying, because, because like you, because you weren't able to successfully brainwash them. I brainwashed them, but half the time they got, they got fucked up. (laughs) Well, that happens. So you keep reenlisting. You just have so many of them though. (laughs) I, 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 there were so many fights where I would, I would like beat up a ton of orcs and I'd be even slicing into my own orcs. I'm like, whoops. And just like yeah, I, I've lost I, I lost like almost all of them a couple of times, but you just keep you just keep getting recruiting them. with how keep much, them back. Especially, especially you stealth up to them and you. There was even a point where you could pound the ground and recruit them that way. Like so, <laughs> yeah, I would be doing I would right. be doing like multiple ones at a time. <laughs> so by the time at the end of this game, I would literally had like hundreds and thousands behind. Like not, maybe not like maybe like not that many, but like. I li- it literally was like slowing down my PC almost with how I, I many people usually, were on the screen. I would usually like run into a big crowd of them and there'd be a bunch of mine. I would do that thing where you could, what was it? You'd fire an arrow and you could chain that, that goat, that, uh, uh that yeah. chain shot ability and just keep reappearing next to dudes and thugging yeah. them up. Uh, yeah, see. Yeah, man, this, this latter, this latter part of the game, I just felt so unstoppable. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of. I was fine with that too. It was really boring, I, but right. To me, it was a big gameplay shift at a time when I had done so much of the other stuff. Where I'm like, man, I've done so much of this. I feel like I've played enough of this game. I might not even finish it. I might just go play something else. And then they introduced the brainwash ability, and I'm like, all right, I guess I got more to play for a little bit. <laughs> I think what's more astounding is that you finished it. <laughs> yeah. Like, these two people didn't even finish the fucking game, and they love it. And then you're like, it was boring. And Warner Brothers is going, thanks for the money. the first time, there was a point in this game where I was playing it where I'm just like, this is completely hyperbole, but I was having so much time with it where I'm like, this might be the this might be the greatest game ever made. And then I still didn't finish it. Yeah, I just got to the point like I'm just going to complete these story missions and I felt like I had done everything I wanted to do with the Nemesis system. And I had 
just reached a point where I had seen everything gameplay wise. I was just like, I'm cool. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. Well, you get to a certain point where you where you've seen it, and like all the emergent gameplay that comes from the Nemesis system, you're like, this is really cool, and I like that they did this. I but can't wait for whatever iteration comes next from this. I mean, that's essentially how how I, I remember I, I I had heard about the Nemesis system for so long and was really looking forward to it. Uh, and then, you know, ended up having some really crazy, weird, just one-of-a-kind feeling uh, uh, instances in my game. Like, even though Chris or Josh or SB, you, might, you guys might have had something happen to you the exact same way in my game, uh, the way it happened in my game, but at least to me it felt personal. Like, in terms of, of wow, I must be the only person that ever saw this crazy shit go down, you know, with, with all the stuff that's going on in my, in my, uh, history, you know, of like these just, orcs. Just the or. I, so what do you, like, what do you mean by that? Like, just like the, so like, um, let me do, put an example. Like I see an orc, um, he eludes me. He, he like escapes and I, he gets away and I go, God dang it. Like, so yeah. he is like public enemy. Number one, I would rather have a Karagor just run out of nowhere and kill me and gore me with his like horns or whatever. I'd rather be killed by the non-orcs in this game than be killed by an orc because it was the taunting and the, well, I'll see you later type of thing after I was dead. And I felt like I kept getting cheap shot in and all that stuff like that. I, and, and I was like, that, damn, like I'm going to come after you. That uh, didn't affect me. Gregory the, the, the red or, you know, whatever the names are, you know, like some, some stupid. Because they, yeah. all, they always spouted okay. the same synonymous bullshit in a variety of ways and none of it felt personal at all. Like it was just the same thing. Oh, I'm going to kill you. And I'm like, okay. Well, yeah, that's, that's... orcs though. Like to me, I, yeah. I, I understood they're all just like big hulking, like crazy. But people. you're talking you about. You start to that... get a little bit different uh, when, when you see, I saw a clip from the second game. Or there's one that sings everything, you know, like like he's like a um, <laughs> Gore the Bard or whatever, and he's able to just like sing every single every single thing he does. But there were some that were like really frightening, like they would just scream, like that's all yeah. they would do. It's like you'd come across them and then they just go ah, and just like <laughs> it was, and, and that that was the, that was their dialogue, like that was it, oh, you know. Boy. So it, it, it was a little bit upsetting, but. In some ways, um, you said you said it was the same thing over and over again. But I had my particular enemy number, like public enemy number one. I'm coming after that that guy. I don't care if I have to climb out. See, of I way. maybe it came down to how compelled you felt to like get that guy back or whatever. But kind of to Espy's point, like when every guy does that to you, I just like I didn't care. I was just like, okay, I'll just go to like. Like, if I died from a guy, which happened a lot in the beginning, I didn't necessarily go for him again, like, right away. I was just like, whoever's closest to me when I spawn, I don't really care. Yeah. Like, whichever true. war chief, I'm just like, all right, the next one's going to be pissed if he kills, or, you know, going to talk shit if he kills me, too. Like, yeah, that, that that's my thing. They all said the same thing, but in a variety of, it, they said the same thing in a variety of fashions. And I was like, okay, like, that's, that is it. And, the, I, and that, that, the other thing, uh was and i uh, this is one of my other grievances of, of, about the game i feel like we're airing a lot of grievances here and not necessarily all the good things about it but uh i did feel like especially in the beginning of the game like kind of to the strategy point like i would single out my one 
chief that I wanted to go after, right, or my captain or whatever it was that I was trying to kill. And I'd really try to isolate him or go to all this trouble. And, like, eventually, like we said, I mean, you get seen if you're trying to be stealthy, whatever. You start to fight this guy. And then, like, another war chief comes out of nowhere for, like, no reason. And then all of a sudden, you get these, like, wrestling intros from, like, six dudes you can't skip. Like, or Rocto Man Savage is going to beat you. And then, like, well, so good. Oh, I love that. Next thing you know, like you're fighting like (laughs) (laughs) you're fighting like six dudes, and you're like, I did not, I didn't want any of this. I just wanted to fight the one fucking guy, and now all of Mordor is on my ass, and I just have to run. Like it happened to me so much in the beginning, (laughs) and that's how I died. It was your trial by fire. When you die from that, like which one do you go after? Now I have like eight of them who all just talk shit to me. Exactly. Like, I don't but give doesn't it. it doesn't it make it all the more sweet though that once you start unlocking abilities and then you becomes and then it becomes a power fantasy. Like yes. you went from running from groups of orcs to fucking scaring them away. Oh, like, totally. You unlocked, you unlocked ability that made them run away from you. Yes. Totally. And like, yeah, you're right. They're you're absolutely right. Because the same thing happened to me in the latter half of the game where like a bunch of them would do their intros and I'd have to fight them all. But I was so powerful that I would just beat the shit out of all of them. Or if there was one I was trying to like kill specifically because of a mission, like I could just basically hold off the rest of them and go after that one guy. So yeah, I mean it definitely did cause a shift and it wasn't as annoying, but it was still I don't know. It's just a I lot. wonder how I wonder how you would. Uh, well, I know how you take to you've you've beaten the game, but I wonder how SB would take to uh, a game like Breath of the Wild because in in a similar way, uh, there is a there is a like almost like a uh, okay I can't handle the situation run away type of moment that happens in Breath of the Wild that I that I think translates to in this game where there's literally that like eight, eight warlords. That there, yeah, there, and it's emergent gameplay. Like it's like, oh man, I don't know what this is. I want to investigate it. I'm gonna look into it further, but I'm gonna have to run away for now because there's no way I can defeat all eight of these guys. Yeah, not until that, I, that's, not until that's I get the one. Are, are they are they randomly game. spawning around you though? Uh, I mean, in uh, Breath of the Wild. You're talking about Breath of the Wild, or are you talking about Breath of the Wild? Uh, they Mandalore? just appear out of smoke, don't they? Yeah, they kind of, of do. I guess Somewhat. So. I don't Isn't that every uh-huh. Zelda? Don't all the enemies always appear out of smoke in the Zelda games? No. <laughs> no? Oh. You find know. them just standing around the environment in Breath of Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just kind of there. Like, they have these little, like... I didn't mean uh, to make it sound like the headquarters. exact gameplay, but but it, there's definitely an element of, let's go exploring over here. Oh, shit, there's, like, tons of guys here. Well, can't deal with this. Gotta run, o- gotta run away because I'm not powerful enough yet. And then the feeling of, like, getting the right armor and getting enough hearts and getting enough whatever, you know, powers in, in Mordor. Like, finally, you do have the ability to just lay waste and stuff just like that. It's a power fantasy But the, that the, you were the situation about, that Josh is talking about feels cheap because he's getting to the point of like, I'm going to complete this mission. And then it's like, oh, by the way, we're going to spawn 8,000 more fucking characters around you. And it's like, no, that's, I don't, that's that is fucking cheap because there was man, literally... it's, it's, it's a man it's a it's a gameplay preference and that... I guess that's what I felt at the beginning you know the beginning of the game I, I felt you know, I, backward... I know after I know this conversation after this conversation SB I, I've wondered whether you'd like a Souls game maybe you'd like it because 
you've been prepped for what it is and what you're getting into, but I'm thinking that you wouldn't like a Souls game. I, I don't. I don't, I, sure. I don't like Souls games, at least from what I played. I'm not. A Let's fan. find out. Let's play one. <laughs> I've tried three times to get past like the first like hour and a half of Bloodborne, and I'm like, fuck this game. This is so dumb. Shit. That's crazy. Even though I've heard it's good. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think you'd still like Zelda. I, I, the I combat is just honestly the weakest part of Zelda. Like the the wait, combat Chris. is the weakest part? Yes, in Zelda Breath of the Wild, the combat's the weakest part, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And it's not even like it's bad, it's just like... It's not I think it's, it's not unremarkable strong, compared to... It's more about discovery. Yeah. I think it's all perfect. My experience so with the good. Legend of Zelda and Zelda 2 so far is that in Zelda games, fighting enemies is not the most interesting part of these games. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, they, no. See how that changes. <laughs> uh, pay attention to like the dungeons and how they're puzzles and stuff like that. Okay. Anyway, yeah. yeah, pay attention to the dungeons. No, like you guys <sighs> were talking. You guys were talking. Those are the good parts. The but, dungeons uh, are the good parts. The you were talking about all those abilities they were using, and it got to the point where when I collected that twenty five hundred meridian and I chose the execution, I decided from that point on, um, you know what, I'm just going to do the story missions because this all the side stuff, the story missions are all one and the same, except, you know, there's no cutscenes, and that's about it. So that they all felt very samey to me. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and progress with the story and see what happens. And I finished the story and there were times moments again, where because of the, you know, the amount of executions I could pull off with, because of that power up, you know, it felt great to feel a bit unstoppable but at the same time i was like you know i'm just gonna get fucking through this thing i'm just i let me see it through the end just to say i finished it and i was just like they're making another ring that that never feels good you know like trying to get through a game you know yeah that you're not into yeah i I hate when it be yeah i hate when it becomes homework you know life's too short and all that like you know i don't think you should have put that on yourself that, you was might actually... that was Assassin's Creed Unity for me, man. <laughs> you might you might enjoy the game better if you didn't do that because you didn't have to endure it as long. Like you might have a fonder look at at Mordor because you endured it, endured that chore for such a shorter time. You know, because it's supposed to be entertainment mm-hmm. to us. You know, right? And yeah. I I hate I hate that for you. I I hate that 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 <laughs> you know you came away from it that way because. Because I didn't think this was the greatest game of all time, but I definitely didn't think it was. I, man, this was a game I was really looking forward to because, like I had mentioned before, and I came out of it like, what the, what just happened? What the fuck? It was one of the first really, really uh, well received uh, next or current gen games. Yeah, Yeah. interesting thing to note too. Like SB, it's interesting that you say like you had high expectations of it given what it was like Mm -hmm. i feel like other than seeing like pretty decent reviews for it i didn't really know what to expect necessarily i was like oh i don't know like it's a licensed game like it's i don't know like i think i think the industry at large was taken completely by surprise like this was not a game that anyone even talked about until all of a sudden it released and it was getting like eights and nines or whatever i remember every single what how is this good Every single pre-release thing about this game 
I was like, this doesn't look interesting. Even when people came back and had played it, and they're like, no, this game's more interesting than you think it is. And they're trying, every time anybody tried to explain this Nemesis system to me, I was just like, I don't get it. And this <laughs> yeah. game looks, and the environment, everything about this like looks really drab, and it looks a little like an Assassin's Creed game. And yeah. like at a time when I was getting sick of those, and like it wasn't until... I started, like, I think it was one I was watching Giant Bomb videos and them playing it, and then them talking about why, like, and then them giving it Game of the Year that year, where I was like, all right, I'm interested in taking a look at this. They gave this I, game the Game of the Year? They gave it in, Game of the Year uh, and then in 2014. IG, 2014, IGN gave, gave their Game of the Year to Dragon Age Inquisition. Oh, God. It was kind of an off year. It was, I, I mean, like, it was must have been the a shit first... Year. Full year of the yeah, I mean, the new consoles. They even admit that on the podcast. Yeah, that, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that two thousand. I mean, it, it was it was no twenty fifteen. No, twenty seventeen. Or twenty seventeen. This is like, yeah, it's hardcore. I mean, twenty fifteen. Yeah, Mario Maker, Metal Gear Solid Five, all kinds of shit, man. That's a good year, but holy shit, man, twenty seventeen is like twenty seventeen yeah. is a good one too. It's off the chain. It's like man. the it's like the 1998 of video games almost for me. <laughs> I don't think anything can compare to 1998, but <laughs> I mean 1997 is pretty good too. <laughs> yeah. The, the <laughs> early mid 90s were great for me. Those were some good times for me. Uh, I mean, give me a year, I'll tell you some of the best games from that year. But anyway, uh, anyway. 1987. 19. I mean, okay, I, after about 1995 is when I really start to remember. Wasn't okay. that... Yeah. 87? Yeah, was... The Legend of Zelda came out in 1987, I believe. Didn't right? Mario come I, out in 87? 85. I think that was 85. That was 85. Yeah, Super NES came out in the U.S. in 85. Oh. 87, I think, was Metroid, I believe. Ooh. Castlevania, Wait, I think the first NES, Castlevania. not Super NES. NES. You said yeah. Super. You said Super. What it, oh, I think I conflated <laughs> that with Super Mario Brothers. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Anyways. Do you, is, you guys want to talk about, is there anything more you want to talk about, or do you guys want to go into final uh, thoughts? No, I mean, I can. I guess I can kick off my, Michael, my final thoughts, because I really just wanted to bring it back to something positive about this game. I, I think, again, the combat is really fun. Like... Yeah, it overstays its welcome, and honestly, that's one of the only reasons to play this game is like if you really, really enjoy the combat from Batman, and like, and it's like a more violent version of that, which I think is pretty cool, and it's just really satisfying in that sense. Like, you know, getting the new abilities and things like that, they are pretty cool. I think it is a pretty good progression system as far as just like the different abilities and, and things like that that you get. Um, yeah, I mean there are there are many things. Like I I guess when I picked this game, I had only played maybe like 5 hours of it or something and I was like, wow, the combat's awesome. Like there's all this cool shit you can do. Uh I like I think we should play this and see if it like opens up. I was just expecting like more variety out of the gameplay, I guess. And I think that's where it fell flat for me. It was like Yeah, the combat's amazing, but that's kind of all you do the entire game. It's like, um, so yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I, I think we talked enough about all of the, the cons. I mostly agree with all of those for the most part. 
Uh, I would give this game a seven. Oh, I think it's like I thought you'd be higher. Tell you the truth. No, I think it's a really like I think it's a solid game, but it did kind of let me down toward the end. I was just like, ah, man, okay. I didn't I didn't finish it, and I don't really want to finish it, <laughs> frankly. Well, I mean, like I said, like it's I've I played like fucking twenty four hours of it or something <laughs> like that. Like when I looked at my time, and I have been doing the same thing for twenty plus hours, and I'm like, I don't really have any hope that this is going to get any different for me. And I have a lot of other shit to play, so. <laughs> So many games. <laughs> uh, so many games. That said, it is super cheap. So, like, you know, if we're talking to our audience right now, and like this is a game that you haven't checked out and you're interested, you really like the Batman combat. Um, you know, I mean, what is it? Like, you probably pick this game up for like seven bucks these days. So Yeah, the game of the year edition too is a is a good one to get because it actually has the DLC attached to it. Yeah. Um yeah. which I mean I think uh, it's worth it's worth a look. Like I think it's worth most people's time to just check out, and like seven bucks is whatever. So, I think there we, you have it. I think I got my $7. copy for like like just seven dollars for seven points. Something seven dollars. Uh, what about you, yep. Chris? <laughs> a dollar um, a point. You know what? What Josh just saying was saying I would probably concur on, especially the part about like the comment is really really strong. And but it is the only thing about this game. But yeah. in this class of game, class of combat, I like it more than any other. And at the time, and and I played a little bit of it recently, and I, it, I still feel strongly about it. I haven't played a Batman game recently, a Batman Arkham game. I never played Arkham Knight. So at the time when I played it in 2015, I definitely felt like it was stronger than Arkham. So that's how, like how strongly I felt about it. Yeah. But like that ends up being like, but then the downside is yes, that's kind of the only thing about this game. It doesn't have an interesting Batman story like a Batman game has. Um, I don't really even give a shit about expanded middle earth stuff. Like I love the Lord of the Rings movies. Those Same. three movies. I love the shit out of those movies. I went to what they re-released them shits in the theaters, the extended editions of them <laughs> a few years ago. And I went to go see those things. And that was the first time I actually enjoyed those movies. Back when they originally Whoa. came out in the early 2000s, I went to, to theater to see every single one of those. And it was just like, I just wanted to fall asleep on all of them. But this last what? time I really? watched them, yeah, I'm serious. But this oh, last man. time I watched them, I'm just like, I don't know what was wrong with me a long time ago. It must have just been like these movies came out a bad time of the school year for me because I actually tried because <laughs> I actually really tried in school. So like I could be exhausted from high school. But like um, shit, like other otherwise, though, I don't give a shit about expanded Middle Earth universe stuff, which is why I was never interested in this game until I started hearing about how good the gameplay was. So that's what leaves me cold. Ultimately, why I didn't finish it. Like, as much as I love the gameplay, I loved engaging with the Nemesis system. Once I got done and I felt like I'd had enough of it, like, I treated the game almost like it was a non-story game. Like, it was a multiplayer game or something. Like, I once I engaged enough with the gameplay and, like, had all my experiences with Nemesis, with, with the Vendetta missions where somebody on your friends list gets killed and you can go and find that captain or warchief and kill them, get a bonus once i like got done engaging with all that stuff and then i realized that there was no way 
to kill every single war chief. Somebody would always get promoted. Once I started to realize and started to unravel, mm-hmm. I realized I could just do this forever. I was like, yeah. okay, let's continue on with the story. And I'm like, oh man, I might finish this. I might just stop, like just stop playing. And then they introduced the thing where you could like uh, take them over and then you have a big fucking army of orcs. Then I got more interesting, and then I got to a point where I'm like, you know, I, I've seen enough of it. I didn't even play the last missions, and I was fine with that. Um, in 2015, I would have given this game probably a 9.5 out of 10. Having played a little bit of it recently, like, again, to refresh my memory and get to a certain point with it, I still would give it a 9. I still think it's really strong. But I could have, I, I could feel more strongly about it if something else about it interested me, like the story or characters, just something else or another aspect of the gameplay. It is just, yeah. I mean, the nemesis system really comes down to it. It's not even about like you've got interesting characters. It's more just, it is kind of shallow as fun as it is. It's fun, but it is shallow. It is non-playable characters who have this appearance of individuality without them actually being individual characters. Mm-hmm. So once you get a certain point with that, you hear, you know, you know, dialogue that's repeated and stuff, you've engaged with it enough. So Yeah. Uh I think Ben you'll probably end on a more positive note. So I'll go next so we can end on a positive note. Um but yeah, uh of course, I've said all I need to say in much detail, but I went in thinking based on what I, you know, love about Lord of the Rings movies and, you know, a Batman core combat in which uh, I will echo that that is the strongest element about the game is that combat. And, um, and sadly, that's about it. Like, uh, I wish there was more time put into the story because they do have fantastic voice actors on board and Troy Baker and uh, Nolan North are great, are great actors to have on board. So I just felt like uh, watching their performance was like, you got money. That's all. It was Nolan North in the game. The black hand. Uh, I don't know what Black Hand is. He's he's like a, a big wizard guy that kills your your wife and yeah. your kid in the beginning of the game. He's like a cloaked figure. Yeah. And uh, you, you, you end up fighting him about halfway through the game. Yeah. I remember my wife and kid dying. I don't remember who did it. In fact, I thought they were elves, but maybe not. They were elves once. That's how much I engage with the story in this game. Oh, that's just how shitty the story is, period. Anyway. Um, Me too, though. Yeah. I, paid no oh, attention. I, I couldn't even tell you if it was shitty. I just I, oh, it it's just shitty. didn't interest me. It's no, because when you play the story missions consecutively <laughs> and you just go, what the fuck is happening? It's like, okay, this, this is, I, I, I see what's happening here. They just didn't give a shit. <laughs> okay. But yeah, uh, continue on. Um, I, I think also the ne- nemesis system is just really shallow. I like the idea behind it. And I, I think it's really cool, but very, I think Chris had put it pretty well. They appeared as individuals, but they didn't have individual like personalities. And that's something like I was like, oh, I, at first, at first, I thought it was really cool, but then I was like, they're just all saying the same rhetoric in different fashion, and that's what, what whatever. And it's like okay, but ultimately, um, coming in, you know, thinking I was gonna love it, and then walking out like 
kind of like really disappointed. Uh, I'm even shocked that I'm going to say I'm going to give this game a six. It's just okay for me. Like I, I wanted to like this game a lot more and I hate saying that, but I don't. And I don't know how I feel about thinking about playing Shadow of War now, even despite the positive reviews, I'm still going to have to give myself the time. It, give myself it's not time. really getting that great of reviews though from what i've seen like it's kind of ho-hum sort of i think right i've just heard the story what i've seen i don't know i've just heard the story missions aren't that great and that's how they lead you into the new areas apparently i heard it's like pretty much more of the same so so i mean i like it okay uh other than that yeah sticks for me ben teed take us home I was gonna say i echo a lot of what you guys are saying um i will say i think that um, I don't think I would necessarily say that the uh, nemesis system is shallow. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I would go that far. But having now played this in 2017, after hearing so much about it in 2014, I'm actually kind of surprised and disappointed that there hasn't been a lot of uh, innovation with the nemesis system since, in terms sure. of putting that system and and developing it and and to hear that maybe. It sounds like they didn't really do much with it in the in the uh, in the sequel either, um, which is disappointing because I think the mm-hmm. reason to to play this game is the nemesis system. Um, I think it's one of those things that I've never seen a game do this before. Um, I think it's one of the things that is uh, we'll look back on in the history of games and go remember remember when this game did it first. Uh, when we when we had the ability to to see something like this, sure, it's a little quaint now. Man, in 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 the near in the far future, in in twenty twenty nine or whatever, and we're all just like, sure, it's a little quaint because they're all just screaming, oh, "I'm gonna kill you! I'm gonna do this! <laughs> I'm gonna do that!" I, I think we're I think that there that that point is valid, but I do think that there's something to the idea that only in my game did I come across this particular guy, and in which case he. Uh, killed me or or something and I had a vendetta against him and he fell off a cliff and was able to escape and oh you know and we had this great battle near the edge of the river or something like that you know I think that I think Mm -hmm. there's something to that that SB wouldn't have in his game that Chris wouldn't have in his game you know I I think that I think we're going to get more and more towards stuff like that if I were to predict anything Um, I think the world of the game you know i I'm I'm with Chris. I'm not really a huge game. Uh, let's say Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings uh, <laughs> uh, fan. Of I mean, I like the movies a lot, but I mean, I didn't really I didn't really latch on any of the Hobbit films. Uh, I didn't really have any interest in you? in a lot of the Tolkien books and and whatnot. Uh, even though I I had tried attempted to read uh, two of them, <laughs> but uh, well, actually, I should say I did read the Hobbit all the way through, but um. And I actually do like The Hobbit, but um, I did. I don't think I really got through the, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I do enjoy the movies. I think they're really good action and stuff and high fantasy. But this here is just taking uh, – I, I, I just think that expectations going in, you just kind of have to lower them and, and think that maybe you know, you're not going to have like Shakespeare here or this really great thing. I, th- I think you should just come in expecting just a really cool action game that has a really neat mechanic in it. Um, I give it an 8.5 because uh, I, I, I enjoyed it. But uh, once again, I, I mean, I, I probably would have given it something higher in 
in 2014, you know, just for the fact that it does what it does. But having a few games, a few modern games that are open world uh, that have done a few more interesting things to me uh, in recent years, uh, specifically cited um, Metal Gear Solid Five and uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah, there's just some things about those that that are more interesting. I do think, however, these games do a really good impression of Assassin's Creed, and I have played most of the Assassin's Creeds, not not the uh, not the very recent, very very recent ones, um, but at least I think it takes Assassin's Creed and does it better. I've played all the way up to Black Flag, and I even hey, think it, I've it, played it does every canonical Assassin's Creed game, and I concur with you. Yeah, I think it does yeah. better. I think it does better than any of the Assassin's Creed stuff. I like the 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 movement in the game. I like how even though Ezio and and all the other you know assassins in the game, you can move very quickly and stuff like that. I like I like uh, marrying that to the Batman control style. I think that's a really cool and good idea and how you can just fly up uh towers you know you literally like jump like half a skyscraper up just to escape and it's pretty great and no one else can do that except when you're riding a caragor and it just has the ability to do that so you don't have to sit there and like slowly climb it you just just get the fuck up there nope yep exactly so I, i i i really really appreciated this game um, I don't think it's like I said. I don't think it's the end all be all. I'll go to bat for it in terms of the Nemesis system, in in terms of how good it is. Um, I do think it was deserved the year it came out for Giant Bomb's Game of the Year. I do think that was at least deserved um, in terms of what else came out that year. I have but, to look uh, back at that. I really like. I really yeah. Check know out. What I would have check chosen. out their top ten list. I may have it. Like, Did we do somewhere. a Game of the Year that year, like for the podcast or anything like that? I don't know. If we I did, I, I I definitely didn't play this game then. This was my first time through it, so yeah. Um, did Titanfall yeah. come out in 2014? I think that was 2015. Uh, that was early. Was it early, early 2015? Early 2015, I believe. Maybe. I think that's when it was. Because I remember uh, updating my PC later that year and then selling my Xbox Xbox 360 version of Titanfall. So, Good call. Anyways. That, yeah, well, <laughs> I was like, well, I got a PC now. What am I doing messing around with this? <laughs> uh, Titanfall so. 2 is way better anyway. Yes, it is, isn't it? It's so, so. good. But uh, Anyways. But yeah, Mordor, man. I'll, I'll definitely check out the sequel. I'm definitely checking out the, the DLC. I played the first few minutes of the, uh, the the Bright Lord or whatever it's called, the Light Lord, something like that. Oh, yeah. And, how is uh, it? It's, it, it, they, they super overpower you with the with the one ring. It's, it's more of that powerful goodness at the end of at the end of the game when you are seriously yeah. like the guy so um so yeah i uh i i recommend it and i think people should check it out if they think if they think that um those systems sound pretty cool so go for it cool beans all right gents <laughs> well uh cool thank beans. You. cool beans cool beans 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 cool beans uh thank you for uh taking the time out of your busy schedules to talk about this game and thank you for playing the game as well uh i think uh our next game for the show is the stanley parable i have never even played this game i have it installed on my computer i don't even know what to expect from it but it is a guest pick um neil lewis uh he was on the gone home episode as he of course because he picked that one as well so 
Um, he will be on for, it's technically for the month of October. Uh, and then November is Abzu, which is uh, another little fun little game. It should be, actually, I think these next two games are pretty short. For my they're short. They're really short. I think Pain and Stanley you... Parable is like an hour. Depending on how you play it, it's an hour to ten minutes. Two minutes. <laughs> two minutes. So, yeah, if, if you if you've played the game, you'll see you'll see what I mean. But um, yeah, I I finished it a couple times, and and yeah, I'm interested in hearing what you guys think about this game. It's. Very... Do you think we're gonna like it or no? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't want to say. I don't want to color your guys' opinion on it. I don't want to like make the, any promises either. I just, hey, just I'm interested. Tell me in this: is it a walking simulator? <laughs> that, oh, he's that, not gonna say. I, I gotta say, even saying that gives away too much. Okay. Oh man. It gives away okay. too much. It, it ruins a surprise. I really it's don't. Just want an to say oddity. It. I I liked it. I came away liking it. So take that, and, and it's an indie title. So take that for what it's worth. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Tune in to find out whether or not the other three liked it. It's just built like with. Wasn't it just like a kind of a hacked game with like the Half Life Two? It was the Source Two engine. Uh, uh, engine. Yeah. They, yeah. Uh, but did, it was like a fan game, though, right? Like, wasn't it even like not I even think a studio? So there was a there was a, a demo or whatever that was made. Yeah. And in the demo, okay. um, yeah, all all sorts An of experience. Craziness. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a good way to to describe this game actually it's i'm sure serious. it is okay that's good walk away to know from going this, in. <laughs> especially if you have a lot of uh other games to play this is a good one since it's such a shorty so okay yeah uh like i said november's abzu uh baller which is and i played uh, a little bit of that and then december which it will be the last two raw which um again i've been talking to joe about this but we're gonna have a big group on for that episode think there's gonna be wait what what is, is that like a game of the year episode what are we doing no that's it's uh december 12th uh not december 12th but oh, december, zelda zelda link to zelda. the pa- a link to the past oh um, man yeah uh i believe it's gonna be it's gonna be us four and i think you'll be joining us via skype jo- i will josh uh but then from my understanding there's gonna be N- neil lewis joe wood Matt White nice. and Trevor Froberg, and I think maybe a friend, Kristen, Kristen yeah. Miller. But uh, yeah, we're, we're gonna do a big. This will be this will be a good discussion. I think what a interesting time after Breath of the Wild so recently That's came out. That's the reason why I want to go back to it. I, I <clears> think <throat> this this is a good time to go back to it because yeah. Breath of the Wild is a game changer in terms of how. I mean, in, in terms of how Zelda games are made now, like they, it, mm. they have to be this now. They they can't be smaller. Yeah. And yeah. and uh, Link to the Past was uh, a bunch of firsts for the series. The first time you see a lot of uh, different things that uh, are still felt today in in Zelda games. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's the first time that they had the uh, the map and the compass and yep. you know. Take all that. So. Yeah, just encompasses in the first game. Are, are oh, all the, what am I thinking of? Like, are are all shot of us playing this for the first, first, no, second, I third. played it. This is my second time playing through. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Link to the Past. Link to the Past. Second I've, time. Yeah. I've never yeah, this played will be this. My, this will, well, this will be my. I played. Time. I feel like this was a game that, like, every time I'd go over to a friend's house, they would have on Super Nintendo, but I never owned it myself, so I never 
played much of it. No, so I'm excited. Only... I've never finished it. I've played quite a bit of it. So I'm excited. So I'm glad that the enthusiasm is there for it. And then... Hey, I, I, I talk about enthusiasm. I'm playing Zelda 2 Link's Adventure, so... I'm investing you have a lot here. Static to start. Yeah, yeah, you're you're more dedicated than I am. I actually started to play that game, and I'm like, nah, I'll just. Stick this one. It's, uh, it's not a it's not I'll a pass. real Zelda. I'm so yeah. close to the end. I can't stop now. I'm excited for you to get to. Yeah, you shouldn't stop now if you're that close. Look, I'm man, just saying. I'm side scrolling right now. I'm running past Whoa. this giant fence where these lizard dudes are throwing rocks at me, and I can't avoid the damn rocks. So I just have to take the damage. I'm excited for you to get to like the N64 era of games. I'm like, excited gonna... about Ocarina of Time. Yes. Yeah, that one and Majora's Mask are I've, are crazy. I've only those, like those changed my life. Like on a kiosk at Best Buy. Ocarina is so good. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, with that said, uh, for all things Co-op Mode reviews, you can find us on various social media websites. Uh, also, you can find us on at co-modereviews.com. Uh, also, um, if uh, you can, you can totally stream or download our episodes from Google Play and iTunes. We'll be back with the Stanley Parable with guest Neil Lewis. Thank you very much. We're peacing out, and thanks for tuning in. Bye.